sure to visit Aaron on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share your favorite episodes, which are now available on all podcast platforms, including the Charisma Podcast Network. And consider becoming a financial partner by supporting this ministry. Visit AaronRios.com for more details. In other words, God's love for you has little to actually do with you and has everything to do with who he is. And this is where so many make a mistake. The love of God is something that is given. Welcome to Press On with your host, Aaron Rios. We pray you are enriched, encouraged, and inspired to run the race and to press on towards the cause of Christ. Welcome back to another episode of Press On. I'm Aaron Rios. I'm happy to be with you. Today, I want to talk to you about the love of God. What is love? Oxford Dictionary defines love as an intense feeling of deep affection. How would you define love? What is love? After all, I'm not an expert, but I do know that love is something that everyone longs for. And everybody was made to both give and receive love. Let me share a couple of interesting facts about love. Each year, more than 47 million romance novels are sold. Two and a half million marriages occur each year in the U.S. It only takes up to four minutes to decide whether you like someone or not. How about this? When two lovers gaze into each other's eyes, heart rates synchronize. Here's another fact. Heartbreak is not just a metaphor, but is an actual medical syndrome. Romantic love eventually ends, only to be followed by what experts call committed love. And perfect love has been defined as attachment plus caring plus intimacy. I was reading uh, about five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman in a blog of someone named Natesky. And uh, they added a couple of ingredients to Dr. Gary Chapman's five love languages. So he, he, it makes it a total of seven. So here are the seven love languages. One of the love, and, and if you don't know what love languages are, uh, these are your channels of best expressing or receiving love. Not everybody receives love the same way, right? Some people love country music. If you didn't, and I tried to take you to a country music concert, you might not feel loved. Or it could be rap music, or it could be rock music, or it could be all sorts of ways, right? So we all have these different mechanisms of communicating love. Dr. Gary Chapman calls those your love languages. So uh, he does five. This blog introduces us up to seven. So number one is uh, the love language of giving gifts or receiving gifts. Some people feel loved or express love best through gifts, uh, giving of gifts. Uh, another is acts of service. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. The best way to express your love for someone is through uh, an act of service. Others would define love as quality time. Um, uh, number four, words of affirmation. Five, physical touch. And then number six is just general communication. So I suppose that could be another form of, of love expression. And then... Um, the expression of affection and love. That's the seventh one. And uh, I feel like that's repeated in the earlier ones. But uh, the idea is that you can love someone. Don't just tell me, but show it to me. Express it 
with words, express it through romantic gestures. Dr. Barton Goldsmith, writing for Psychology Today, he tells us the key to love is romance and is paramount to creating a fulfilling love life. He lists out 10 acts of love. I won't take time to read um, through his list, but it was a list of acts and actions. Things like bringing your partner a cup of coffee or buying them flowers. So I agree to a lot of these facts and ideas and the action of uh, expressing love, the action surrounding love, all of that I've read, but I think it's elusive. And I think that it lacks the true defined meaning. I'm not saying I could do better. I'm not the doctor here. But I just feel it lacks a deeper substance. What, what is the secular definition of love? These are actions or, observ- uh, or observances intended to elicit, meaning to create or generate a feeling. In other words, many people work hard to either make someone love them or be loved. Again, I feel like these fall short. Here's a poem I wrote when I was about 15 years old, and it stuck with me for decades. So I'm going to read it to you real quick. It's called, What is Love? And coincidentally, the first line is, what is love? Let me read it to you. What is love? Love is more than a feeling. Love is a flame inside. It burns within your heart and soul, and relief seems to be denied. True love will never, ever fade. It's a permanent marking and true. You can try to hide it with other things, but it will always find a way to shine through. Some call lust of the eyes love, while others would do anything for love. True love can't be bought on the street. True love isn't selfish or cheap. True love is just what it it is. True love is just what it is, the most selfless gift anyone can give. And all the expressions and definitions of love, it still remains to be the treasure humanity is searching for. And it may never be found until we can come to a true, clear understanding that the truest form of love is not something we earn and not something we manufacture, but it is simply something we receive. Think about that. God is seeking to pour his love into your heart and into your life. So I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about the love of God. So I want to look at a verse today that I think exemplifies this thing we call love. The Bible answers this mystery, this love mystery. 1 John 4.10, in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. It's a big word right there. We'll break it down in a minute. But love, according to 1 John 4.10, is far more than gift-giving and good gestures. The word love in this verse is from the Greek word agape, often translated uh, as love. Uh, But agape's love is a different type of love. The essence of agape is the love of goodwill, benevolence, a willful delight. Something that is expressing agape to the object that it loves. So it's unlike our English word for love. Agape is not used in the New Testament to refer to romance or sexual love. It does not uh, refer to friendship or brotherly love for which the Greek word philea is used. Agape involves faithfulness, commitment, and the act of the will. This is the kind of love that marriage needs in order to survive. It, it is distinguished from the other types of love by its own lofty moral nature and strong character. In other words, God's love for you has little to actually do with you and has everything to do with who he is. And this is where so many make a mistake. The love of God is 
something that is given. So many people don't understand that when you make a friend naturally, you just kind of do, right? Have you ever gone out of your way to make a friend or would you say a majority of your friendships just naturally just kind of evolved and just kind of naturally meshed? When you love someone, you just do, kind of like a friendship. Something inside innately just loves someone or gets along with someone. Have you ever found that you've just fallen into love with someone just because? A lot of people understand what it's like to naturally dislike someone, right? We may naturally be repelled from someone. Come on now. Why? Because something within you simply does. It's a disposition, a predisposition. The Bible is showing us that the natural state that God wants us to abide in is a natural state of love. The repelling, rejection, or dislike of another person is actually a byproduct of sin. God wants his love, his agape, to bridge brokenness. He wants it to flow into you and me. He wants it to flow out of us. Agape love is described as far, far more than hearts or candies or Valentine Cupids or whatever. Love is a state of being that rises up within your heart and it's always directed outward. The Bible teaches us about kindness and patience, not being envious or boastful or proud or arrogant or full of ourselves, self-seeking, is not easily angered, keeps no record of wrong, doesn't delight in evil, rejoices in the truth, always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. The Bible's description of love is not a prescription for a wedding. John is telling us that this is the expression of God's love to you through Jesus. This is the affection and demonstration that God is directing towards us. And he wants, he wants this for us. And what you and I and so many people are seeking is to be loved and received and to be bridged into a relationship with God. I have a very simple question for you. Would you receive God's love? God's love that covers over a multitude of your sin. God's love that saw you in your deepest and darkest hour, yet he still loved you. God's love, he saw you going in that club, going in that bar, going home with that guy, going home with that girl. He saw you doing life. He saw you. He saw you. He knows everything. He knows your secret thoughts. He knows you playing on the internet at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, going from website. And he saw your anger, your temper, your violence. He saw your theft. He sees you in prison. He sees all that you've done, you're fully exposed. And I want you to know he still loves you. He still cares about you. And he still wants you for his own. The question is, will you receive him? You might say, it sounds like a good idea. I just can't bring myself to receive the love of God. I'm going to pray for you. That your heart would be open. And that you would, in fact, be able to surrender to God's love pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I hear this preacher telling me that you love me. I've heard it before. I've read it myself. I just, I can't bring myself to receive it. I'm not walking in it. It's not overflowing. I don't feel loved. I don't feel cared for. I don't feel thought about. 
Father, I pray right now that you pinpoint, put your finger on the ones right now that cannot receive your love, Lord, for whatever reasons. Tear the walls down, that they would receive the love of God in their hearts and in their lives, that they would know that they are loved by you, received by you. Father, that you have a hope for them and a future. God, I pray that you would bring your people into a radical surrender, that the love of God would be made complete in our hearts. Even now, may the love of God enter in and crush all the lies of the enemy that say you're not good enough, you're not able, God would never want you, God wouldn't have anything to do with you. We just tell those wicked thoughts. You just say, devil, you gotta go in the name of Jesus. I don't receive those thoughts. I don't receive those lies. I am loved, I am received, I am whole, I am healed. Yesterday is gone, today is brand new. I belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He receives me as I am. In fact, he died for me because of who I am in order that I can be who he wants me to be. God, I pray that your spirit right now would minister to the wounded hearts, God. Those that have been taken advantage of, those that have been victimized. God, you know what they've been through, but in this moment, you can bring the healing and the hope that they so desperately long for and need. Make them whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like for you to just meditate on this topic, on the love of God his love for you and receive his love. If you need further prayer, you can always reach out to me at pastor at gardencitychurch.net. God loves you and he's doing a good work in you. Keep pressing in and keep pressing on. Thank you for joining us. If today's message encouraged you to continue running the race, we invite you to share this message with others. Until next time, keep pressing on.